This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. TV. I'm Alex Smythe and for Dave. Are you interested in learning more about how content is created at AMI? Well, are you also looking for a career in broadcasting? Because AMI's paid internships and apprenticeships may be right for you. And AMI communication specialist Greg David has all the details. Good morning, Greg. How are you doing? I'm good, Alex. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. So, Greg, I think one of the the big questions people have, what's the difference between the internships and the apprenticeships at AMI? Yeah, it's a great question. I had to look that up myself. Uh, So for the apprenticeship, if you are enrolled in a training institution for an audio or television career, or if you're interested in developing broadcast skills or pursuing a feature career in content creation, That is the paid apprenticeship program. The paid internship program is if you are currently a student who is taking a broadcast broadcast program and are interested in doing an uh, an internship at AMI. So students are for the internship and apprenticeship is for anybody. You could be in school, it could be, or it could be like a second career that you want to get into and you have an interest and want to learn more. So that's the difference. Yeah, and it's such a, a unique opportunity because, uh, you know, for someone who who may be interested and doesn't have the experience, think, oh, well, there's no opportunity to really kind of test the water, so to speak. The apprenticeship is certainly an opportunity that uh, anyone can really apply for for uh, a chance to to work with AMI. So what opportunities are currently available? Uh, yeah, so for apprenticeships, we're looking for folks in uh, for programming and production on AMI-audio and AMI-TV, as well as AMI-Tele in Montreal. And for internships, we're really looking for, for anybody that's interested uh, in programming and production for AMI-audio and AMI-TV. Again, programming and production at AMI-Tele in Montreal. Also in the marketing and communications department, the department I work in, we're looking for interns, uh, technology services, finance, human resources, really any of the departments at AMI, um, if you're interested in an internship, learning more about what we're doing or apprenticeships in the programming and production side, uh, definitely apply. Because, uh, And I know you know this, Alex, that a lot of the apprentices and interns that we have quite often move on to become full, uh, you know, full, uh, you know, full-time employees at AMI. So it's great. The program works. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there, there's, I, I, I want to say probably nearly a dozen I can think of that have gone through the apprenticeship program or the internship program at one point yeah. and found themselves uh, full time at AMI after the program ends. So it's certainly a, a, a really strong program for folks trying to get into the industry. But the important information, Greg, where do people go to yeah. apply? Yeah, so go to ami.ca careers, and there will be a tab there for the apprenticeships and another tab for the internships. Uh, it's really easy. All the instructions are there, um, what you need to do to apply, and uh, and some guidelines for applying as well. Perfect. ami.ca slash careers, ami.ca slash careers. Okay, over to the wider world of television now, Greg. One of the longest-running original cop dramas is coming 
to an end. CBS's Blue Bloods will end its run next fall. And the show stars Tom Selleck and follows a family of police officers in New York City. So before we get into uh, Blue Bloods itself, let's, let's hear your thoughts on what contributes to a long-running show. Yeah, to me, I think anything beyond five seasons of like 22 episodes would be considered uh, long running. And not only that successful, because in the television world, once you've gone five seasons or or close to 100 episodes of your show, it means that that television show can then be shopped around to other channels in what's called syndication. And so it can be you could be watching an episode of Blue Blood, say, while you're in France on a French channel or Australia or something like that. So if it's long running, that means that it's it's reached that point where it can be sold in a syndication. And that's where everybody starts making money back. So that's that's what I define as anything over five seasons. So in the case of Blue Bloods, what do you think has been the secret to its longevity? It's funny, but it's got to be Tom Selleck. I mean, I grew up watching him on Magnum P.I. where, he, you know, was very tongue in cheek. You know, he was chasing girls. He was solving crimes. He was hanging with his friends. And every once in a while, he winked at the camera, looked at the audience. But on Blue Bloods, he's really a fantastic, dramatic actor. From the very first episode that I watched way back, the pilot episode, um, he was fantastic. Now, Tom Selleck plays a New York City police commissioner named Frank Reagan, but unlike other police dramas, its series doesn't, it doesn't, the storylines don't follow specific, uh, you know, precincts or squads. Um, instead, it's centered around Frank and his family, and they're a prominent family with a legacy uh, in the police force in New York City. And really at the heart of it, that whole world surrounds Frank. And when he and his family, who are, like you said, made up of police officers and also lawyers, aren't doing their day jobs, they're getting together for every Sunday night for a family dinner. And that's where Blue Bloods really shines because the characters are interacting with each other. Uh, they fight, they argue, they tease. And Frank is there to either kind of you know mediate in, in those arguments or offer advice and guidance along, way, along the way. For fans, those scenes are what makes Blue Bloods such a unique series and for those fans it's what makes it so memorable to memorable as well it's those family dinners i i still remember when i first joined with ami and having a tv above my desk just watching tom Selleck on magnum pi reruns yeah. on ami as we used to uh, play it every single day and oh that was a ton of fun i haven't tuned in to blue bloods yet but you know it's one of the few network shows that isn't part of a franchise so what does that say about network TV dramas and how they've changed over the past decade? It's been incredible. I mean, we talk about the Netflixes, the Disney Pluses, and the Prime Videos of the world, and those really changed everything with the popularity of those streaming services. Um, networks have really had to rethink their programming. Um, it's caused them to be less experimental, not trying out new things and new ideas, and focus on what has been working for them to keep those eyeballs on screens. And that, when it comes to a television drama, is the traditional first responder procedural, like the Chicago franchise like the law and order franchise um that's really the 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 end of it right there it's uh these are the shows that work and still get people to tune in so we're going to make more of them oh they like the law and order franchise let's keep making more law and order oh they like the stories coming out of chicago let's just keep making more of that under that same banner 
Uh, yeah, and, and so obviously 14 seasons is very impressive. You know, not many shows can achieve that, whether you're part of a franchise or not. The only other yeah. one that was independent that I, I can really think of off the top of my head is Grey's Anatomy, which is in its yeah. 20th season. So yep. there are still scripted dramas out there that aren't, you know, part of a franchise. But why don't more scripted dramas like Blue Bloods succeed? Well, you mentioned Grey's Anatomy, and that's a really good example of kind of an outlier to what we're talking about, but uh, also a TV show like Blue Bloods that was popular before the pre-streaming days, um, like when Blue Bloods came on the air. And even though Grey's Anatomy has become, uh, even even Grey's Anatomy has become a franchise of short, of sorts because of Station 19, which is the firefighter drama that was spun off from, from Grey's Anatomy. But most of these shows don't succeed because the networks aren't willing to gamble anymore. If a new show doesn't perform right away, it's canceled in something in in uh, in favor of something that does work. That means sticking to that franchise formula. Or on the other hand, Alex, it, it means more reality shows because those are cheap to make and they tend to get people to tune in and watch as well. So the television landscape has really, really changed since a show like Grey's Anatomy or Blue Bloods has come on the air in the first place. Yeah, and I, I always find it interesting, too, because it seems like the shows, these scripted show, uh, dramas that do succeed are, are typically focused on around very key industries, whether it's the medical field or, yep. or the emergency or first response field. Like, do you think that there's going to be a chance and, and what are the chances of scripted shows finding success nowadays when they're not part of that bigger franchise or tried and true method? It's a great question, and I don't think we have the answer to it. Even here in Canada, I've spoken to television executives in the past that have said, quite frankly, we want to make other types of shows, but the proven ones that people will tune in and watch time and time again are about lawyers and cops and doctors and firefighters. It's those first responders, and it's much the same in the States. When you look at that top top 20, that's what's filled other than reality television shows. So I would love to see more experimentation and more patience with regard to network executives. I think that that's what you know is going to make the big difference, but I don't know if they're ready to do that. And oh, you got 30 seconds on this last question, Greg. So quickly, what do you define the legacy of Blue Buds being? For me, it's been excellent writing heartfelt performances um, that ensemble cast aside from Tom Selleck has just been top notch from day one. Uh, and really, like I said, off the top, the legacy is just showing what a great actor Tom Selleck has been. I think that, uh, you know, from Magnum PI through three men and a baby, I think he's gotten kind of short shrift, but on blue bloods, he's a serious actor and he's really, really good. Greg, thank you so much for, for this, uh, highlighting uh, not only Blue Bloods, but our AMI uh, um, programs for, for students and people interested in the industry. Have yourself a wonderful weekend. You too. Thanks a lot, Alex. That was Greg David, AMI's communication specialist. That's all the time we have for the show. That's all the time we have for the week. So coming up on Monday, we'll get a feedback from the Canada Disability Benefit as Kelly Braun Johnson considers some of the issues behind the benefit. That's now with Dave Brown, 9 a.m. Eastern on AMI-tv. And it's Friday, so let's roll those show credits. Take care. Host, Dave Brown. Co-host producer, Alex Smythe. Sports reporter, Brock Richardson. Contributors, Rami Amuthan, Nazreen Abdel-Majid. Senior show producer, Andrika Delanerol. Visual producer, Bruce Baclarian. 
Producers, Paul Daniel, Marianne Dion Jones. Production assistant, Kingsley Juco. Director, Anastasia Spalding-Stenhouse. Control room operators, Daniel Panamondo, Eliza Rocco, Parker Oxtoby. Manager of operations, Kyle Harper. Manager of live production, Paula Deneen. Director of content development, Kara Nye. Vice President of Programming, John Melville. President and CEO, David Arrington. Give us your feedback, 1-866-509-4545. Copyright 2023, Accessible Media, Inc. NAMI Original Production. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern Time on AMI-tv. Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider.